0: When does Stanford's next national title come, and in what sport?
1: I'm going basketball this year. You guys better watch out. We have a loaded team. Not <laughs> that I'm is gonna, a hot take. <laughs> it's not actually going to happen, but I'm going to put it into the universe, and we will see how it plays out.
2: That's, that's, that's a Nebraska football fan mm-hmm. every year. <laughs> <laughs> and Welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get That Job, the show where two not-so-interesting guys ask interesting people one question and then interrupt them as they try to answer it. Joining us today is Kevin Edwards. Kevin started his career in sports media as a writer for the Stanford University football blog, Rule of Tree. From there, he honed his skills in video and photo content, creating for places like Vayner Sports, the Associated Press, and Turner Sports. Today, when he's not busy trying to earn his undergraduate degree from Stanford, He's working as a live content correspondent for the NFL and a production assistant for the Stanford Athletic Department. Kevin, welcome to the show. And how the fuck did you get that job?
1: Thank you for having me on. I'm really, really excited. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys came prepared. I didn't realize it was gonna be that in depth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that was some of the stuff even I forgot about. But um yeah, I like you mentioned, I've always been really interested in sports and I sort of came interested in the video around probably like middle school around then um back when vine was a thing so i like make vine videos um of other people's stuff which really like looking back just objectively sucked um (laughs) which is like okay to say like they sucked but i was starting um
2: who was your who was your favorite vine star
1: zachary piona i thought was so funny and then cody co was like really funny on vine obviously he's much bigger now but um those those are probably probably my two those are some
2: solid ones yeah yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, I love Vine. I love Vine. But yeah, was I would a I would take time in yeah it was, <laughs> it was, um, yeah I would take other people's like broadcast footage and like team footage and just make stuff out of it, um, and discovered it was something I was really interested in and really liked. Um, so I applied to my high school video class and got turned down, which was a bummer. So I was like, Vine shut down, as you know. So I didn't have Vine. I didn't have a video class. I'm like, what am I going to do? So I tried switching to Twitter um and it really was not getting like a lot of feedback and like I was kind of like maybe this isn't for me and then I made a Lamar Jackson video and he retweeted it and then that the account kind of took off after that so I've always loved Lamar since then because like he didn't need to do it I didn't have like any followers or any like wasn't that great a video either but yeah I've always been a huge Lamar fan after that this is Louisville? Louisville? Or? Louisville yes. it? yeah yeah so this was when he was like this was his Heisman season. Um, so you had the clip of the
0: him jumping over the dude at Syracuse. I
1: did, yeah, yeah. yeah. In there, yep.
0: yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> I,
1: I, I don't know if you know this, but I like was very, very close to going to Syracuse, like very close.
0: Oh wow! So yeah, that's a perfect yeah, yeah. transition. Ta- take us through like that, like the college decision process.
1: Yeah. So I I knew schools like Syracuse and Clemson had like really really good dedicated sports media departments. Um, Obviously, Syracuse is, like, world-renowned. And then I had Stanford, on the other hand, who I grew up a Stanford fan. My brother went there currently, so I'd get to go with him. My mom went there. And, like, there was a certain element of it was too good to turn down. Um, So, like, I really, really – there was a time I was, like, 100% certain I was going to Clemson. And there was a time I was, like, 100% certain I was going to Syracuse. But um, just something felt right about going to Stanford, even though they had, like, nothing for sports media. So yeah, I really, really weighed those options pretty heavily and ended up choosing Stanford. Um, and then that that summer before I went there, I would make videos of Stanford players on Twitter because I was a Stanford fan. Um, so there was like a Bryce Love one that they saw. Um, and so I was going to Stanford and asked if I was going to, if I would be one to assist their athletic video department, which is great because I was already going to reach out to them and kind of made the decision like almost worth it like before I even went there because um, I wasn't sure I thought I was going to leave college with like zero actual experience or like hands-on stuff or like even educational applicable stuff because they just have, like I'm a communications major, which is mostly like, it's mostly bullshit. Like, no, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, I, 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 but it was like the closest thing. Yeah, I
2: have a master's in it, it's, it's, it's definitely bullshit.
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah, 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 like obviously it's, um, it's, it's like the closest thing when you don't have like dedicated sports media um and there's a lot of good to it but like what i want to do probably not like the most directly transferable knowledge or skills but yeah i started working for stanford i had never held a camera before and i don't think they knew that um so my first my first event for them was stanford ucla football and yeah i was on the field it was insane um it's something i dreamed of working the stanford game and but i I had no idea what I was doing. And they had um, like focus peaking on. So that all, everything in focus was outlined in red. And I told them that I like broke the camera and that it was recording like red everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was a tough start. It was a tough start. But- Did you let friend. them know
0: that like you, like were, or were you just like, I'm going to fake it until I make it. They're going to give me I, a camera. I, and let's, I, let's, I, it can't be that hard. Let's just click the record button.
1: I I remember not being like, I was never going to lie to them. But I also was not necessarily going to offer that information free of charge, Um, so I definitely didn't lie to him. But I don't know if I ever voluntarily told them. It worked out in the end, um, but yeah, that those first couple games were rough. Really, the first year, like I didn't really fully know what I was doing with the camera. But yeah, I never, I never, uh, never explicitly said that. I don't think.
2: that's so funny, and I, like I know I'm gonna to try to limit the comparison here, but you and Kyle Gardner's stories are very like similar, and we're probably gonna draw a little bit from his. But I love how you, both of you guys like were like, I want to learn, and like I don't care like how big a stage I'm gonna learn on, because like I feel like a lot of KG stuff where he was like learning, he was like shooting for like Ray Lewis or Post Malone, yeah. and like <laughs> that's like that's like bathed by fire a little bit
1: yeah i didn't actually know that um about kyle i know him like fairly well um, but i didn't know his backstory so i'm gonna need to uh to dig into that a little more
0: check out his pod it's, it's there <laughs> I it's should, down yeah. there episode three i think yeah. somewhere will, will, around the will first one probably like Full episode of, yeah. three but check it out yeah. go back back but i guess like would you recommend like for someone because like some people start shooting and then pick up editing later some people start editing and then shooting level like you and kg are opposite in that um like what would you recommend for somebody just starting
1: out so I'm gonna be biased because of the path I took I think I feel like edit I would recommend editing first just because then you have an eye of what to shoot like what to look for when you're shooting So like a lot of the times when I was shooting I tried to replicate like Ohio State was one that I took a lot of who else uh Clemson obviously like obviously take videos from them and look at them and observe them and it helped me to like know what to look for when I was shooting so Definitely not one right answer, but if I had to pick between those, I'd probably say editing first because then you can see like how it's done at the highest levels and then you know what to look for when you're shooting um, and kind of emulate in a lot of ways.
2: And this we're – we're we're kind of bouncing around a little bit, but how do you keep up with everything that you're doing right now? Like when Stanford's going to start playing football on Saturdays and you're going to be doing that, working with the 49ers on Sundays and – earning a Stanford degree, like I'm really interested to see how you parcel out your time because that's a pretty elite level functioning.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, I was definitely worried about that going in and still I'm worried about it. Um, and I also like am a big sleeper. So you gotta, you gotta pencil in like at least 90, 10 hours, ideally. It's, it's gonna sound like a cliche and kind of like roll your eyes, but like you definitely have to obviously I don't know as much about sacrifice as like a bunch of other people. And like, I probably have more free time, I would guess, than you two do. Like you guys know more about hard work probably than I do. Um, But like, you just got to accept not having a lot of free time and not like, not getting to do the things you maybe like, hang out with friends that you want or um, yeah. Um, So I, it's a lot definitely Um, time management. I think my high school taught me that really well and um, everyone talks about it, but just managing that time. um, And having a plan for every day going in. But yeah, I've been stuck on Westworld season two for about a year now, um, just because I never, never got the time to watch it. Um, but yeah, that, that sounds like a cliche, and it's kind of a boring answer. Um, but just like time management, sacrificing like a lot of free time, which I'm sure you guys know more about than I do.
2: I, I like that. That's a, that's that's a, a good, great
0: that's answer. That's a good answer. I, uh, I, I want to call a spade a spade. Uh, getting into Stanford is not easy. You're the only one. Uh, currently on this podcast that got into Stanford. If I don't, I don't, I don't think Jake did, right? No, no, no,
2: no, okay. It wasn't, it wasn't a is, is there any like, <laughs> is there
0: any uh transferable, like kind of like the what you're doing for just your school smarts and like to like video the video stuff you're doing, or are they kind of like very, very separate? You'd say,
1: I would say, in terms of like the literal content, I would say it's probably pretty separate. Um, there's some transferable stuff where we're doing research on like social media and we kind of research like how a player, we did a research project in one of my classes about um, on the Stanford basketball team, if there was a correlation between like the number of tweets before a game and their performance. Um, so obviously you're probably not gonna like run a research project on the Niners and like look at all their players and try to tell them how to manage their player social media accounts before a game. Um, wouldn't say it's transferable in that sense. Um, but like much broader, I think it's definitely helped my communication skills, which is obviously helpful in every field, but especially in like sports media. Man, I'm speaking a lot in cliches. I sound like, a, like I'm talking in coach speak right now, but like the broader skills i gained from Stanford are probably significantly more applicable than maybe what I learned in column 1B.
2: And along those same lines, uh, another past guest, Teddy Giard, he runs marketing for Kanga Coolers and was one that uh, helped find that company. He talked about how when he was starting the company and running marketing, he felt like everything he was learning in class made sense, but it was the five-year-old version. Like it, it, was, it was outdated uh, by like five years from what he was actually doing that mm-hmm. day and he could, like, see the correlations, but he was also saw, like, okay, I know why this is in a book. Do you you, you, you catch yourself doing some of the similar stuff?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, like, a time thing, but I felt like a lot of it ended up being, like, in communications, almost, like, common knowledge in today's day and age. Like, there's Mm -hmm. a lot about how, like, filter bubbles and how you can customize your feed to look, like, to agree with you 100% and never have to hear any dissenting opinions and, like, form an echo chamber, and while that's interesting and valuable and, like, Helps you probably devise like how you approach social or how you approach content in general. Like I feel like the majority of web browsing adults like know that. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't want to say it's common sense in that sense, but like in today's day and age, I feel like a lot of people like we already know this stuff. We already know we can create a feed that aligns with what we already want to see. We can like never have to stretch outside our comfort zone. Um, so I guess it would be like outdated in that sense that. Maybe this was a novel theory five years ago, but like, I feel like you and I and everyone who uses the internet knows that now. Um, if that makes sense.
2: Definitely. No, that's a great example. I got. I got another uh, Stanford-type question. Your your high school friends, like, I I, genu- I when I was doing research for this, I genuinely feel bad for them because like they could. I was thinking they they could get a full ride to a state school, have an awesome internship somewhere, <laughs> and their parents would still be like. Did you hear what Kevin's doing? Why can't we be more like Kevin? <laughs> so how much of that do you get from your high school friends?
1: I get that, I like, yeah, I get that a lot. If I'm being honest. <laughs> and it was like, it was a very, very small high school. So I had 70 kids in my grade um, and we're like, we all been in the same grade since like third grade together. So we're like very close and interconnected. So it's almost amplified in that sense that like, I know what all my high school friends are doing they all know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, it, it does feel good because um, I think there was like an element of like people definitely didn't take it all too seriously when I was in high school and probably for good reason. I mean, I've never held a camera before, but yeah, like when I had to turn down, hanging out with friends because I was like working on video or stuff like that, like it's not a great excuse when you're just making a video for a hundred Twitter followers, but like now they can see that there was like a vision behind it. There was like a real passion behind it and it wasn't just like wanted to do for fun, although it was fun. Yeah, and my younger brother has has talked about that as well because he actually went to the same high school and he was there below me. So, yeah, it's, it's a very cool feeling. I love my high school. I love all my classmates. I'm not going to lie. It does feel good to have, like, your friends, like, say good job and support you.
0: No, that, that... I
2: love that story. I love the – like, it, it's not cool when you're making for 100 Twitter followers, and now it's cool. That, mm-hmm. that fires me up.
0: Uh, but, yeah, no, I think it's awesome that you kind of, like, Stanford found you uh it's super interesting that like you were just making the videos that like you wanted to make and then they're like oh yeah let's let's get in there uh how did how did you parlay the stanford gig into uh working working for the 49ers
1: yeah that's probably um a common thread that i felt like way out of my depth like everywhere i've been um even on this podcast (laughs) like everywhere i go i it's definitely imposter syndrome a little bit which they talk about a lot at stanford Um, And I'm sure everyone's experienced in some form or another, but like it's been a pretty common theme. But yeah, when I got to Stanford, I was like, I'm severely underqualified for this, but I'm just going to keep going and work my hardest. I saw the job listing posted a little over a year ago and was like, I'm severely underqualified for this, but like what's the harm from applying and getting a no? But yeah, I applied um, and then I got a phone call back from both the Niners and the Raiders because I'm like equidistant back when they were in Oakland. The Niners continued through me, On the phone call, the very first phone call they brought up, they're like, so we see that you're a Packers fan. So they did their research and knew I was a Packers fan. So I thought I was dead in the water there. But they gave me another call back about a month later, and then I didn't hear back for a while and assumed I didn't get it. And then her back was fortunate enough to um, find out I got it. And yeah, I just felt way, way out of my depth, like from the first preseason game to the end of the year, just consistently felt out of my element. Probably a lesson in there about applying for stuff that you feel underqualified for and also if other people see something new that you don't see in yourself, like they're probably onto something. So you should like trust them as opposed to trusting yourself.
2: Wow. like How are you, I will get it. We'll get back into the imposter syndrome type stuff, but how are you a Packers fan?
1: So it's not a great story. Um, I mean, I'm, I will admit that it's not a great story, but when I was (laughs) three years old, four four years old, um, I love the colors green and gold. Like they're my favorite. And I also love the number four because I was four years old. So Brett Favre, um, and I'm like, that makes as much sense as anything for that to be my team. And I just have never changed since then. Um, so it is weird that I'm from Kansas and a Packers fan. Um, could be celebrating a Super Bowl right now if I had just picked the local team. Um, but Packers fan through and through. I love it.
2: Um, my, my whole family's from Wisconsin, big Packers fan. Oh, and, nice, yeah, nice. so it makes – yeah, that makes, that makes great sense. Yeah, you could have <laughs> just said Brett Favre. I would have been like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I should have. <laughs>
2: it makes sense. Future guest of this show. I'm just going to put that into the universe. Future guest of this show, Brett Favre. I would be
1: your, <laughs> the first person to listen to that.
2: <laughs> Something else I wanted to get into here, Kevin. I was going to talk some shit to you about Nebraska Stanford volleyball because I went to grad school in oh, Nebraska. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: But I started looking into – and just the sheer greatness – of both teams is incredible like that I started is. looking at it's it's 13 national titles between the two since 1981 18 Olympians over 50 conference championships so I, I kind of just got sucked up into it and so now <laughs> my, my new question is why don't more people talk about how great that rivalry is
1: I will sing the praise of women's volleyball like it's so entertaining to watch. Like, it's so much fun. There are like some incredible environments. Nebraska obviously comes to mind, BYU, Penn State, Stanford. I love us. I don't know if we have as quite as good an environment, but like the team at least is on that level. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun to watch. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. And it's really cool because obviously I've been a Stanford fan, like never knew the people, but now that I'm a student with them, it's really cool to see like, they're all insanely smart too. Like I would class with a lot of them and like, I think there's definitely a reputation that follows athletes like across schools that they're like just there for athletics and not. I'm sure and, especially um, at Stanford. Yeah, not to be like a Stanford brochure, but like they really do like care just as much about their academics and it's really, really, they're all genuine people, like very, very nice. So it adds like a different level of fandom to the team when you like actually know them as people.
0: I love that. I want to ask you a question that I've asked a bunch of creatives on the show, like, you know, who were some people that you looked up to uh, when you're getting started and then currently that you admire their work?
1: Well, I mean, a lot of it was the um, the Stanford people at the time, just because as a fan, like this is what I'm seeing. And I was like, I would love to film Stanford football one day. So um, Ryan O'Rourke was um, the Stanford football guy at the time. And I really looked up to him and still do. He works at San Jose State now. And he's, I'm going to butcher his title, but he's some director of something. It was m- more teams as well, like Ohio State football, like they set the standard then, um, and still do. Clemson football as well. Obviously, you see LSU what they're doing now. Like I would argue, Clemson like paved the path for that. Um, so those those were teams I really like looked up to and loved their work. Um, currently, there's like way too many to list off the top of my head. Like Justin King from South Carolina is amazing. Derek Spencer, who's the Cardinals photographer, is amazing. Um, Angela. Robledo, who was my former Stanford boss, with the Dolphins now. She's amazing. I can, like, barely even list all of them. I love um, – I'm going to butcher his name, too. I only know him as Kiwi from Twitter, um, but he's with BYU, and he does some amazing stuff as well. And, yeah, there's there's so many to list. Um, but just off the top of my head, those are who came to my mind first. We
2: totally didn't plan this beforehand, but uh, Ohio State, Sam Silverman, Clemson, Nick Conklin – And LSU, Matt Tornquist, all past guests. If ever anyone would like to go back in time. Yes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Totally definitely didn't plant that. But yeah, Kevin, Kevin, (laughs) way to say your lines. Way to say your lines. That was great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm the planted question in the audience. Exactly.
2: Exactly.
0: What so also like with the 49ers, like your your title is like live content correspondent. Yeah.
1: What
0: what's like, obviously, like, for our listeners, like, what's the importance of getting that content out so quickly? And, like, what do you think is, like, the key to just, like, just making it as quick and live as possible?
1: Yeah, I think the, um, the like, tagline of the LCC program is, like, helping fans feel like they're there. Like, we kind of touched upon at the beginning. Like, I think, obviously, polished, like, professional content will always have its place. Um, but I think there's more and more of a place for like raw unfiltered but like instantaneous content yeah besides the obvious of just like the analytics like it performs better because after a big play people are going to go to Twitter and they're going to want to see what everyone's talking about the play um, besides the simple like analytics of they perform better I think it's like really cool um, as a sports fan myself as you guys are a sports fans as well just to be able to like feel as if, you were, if, as if you were there in real time and just like the instantaneousness of it, I think people take for granted, but like it's a very, very modern convenience and like very, very special, especially even like cell phone content. Obviously it doesn't require the most shooting experience or technical ability, but it really does feel like you're right there because um, you have access to the exact same tools as the shooter. As a fan, I think that's like a really, really cool feeling personally. Obviously, I haven't worked a ton of Packers games, but getting to see, like, Packers highlights in real time, like, very, very cool. Um, so that's my take for what, it's, for what it's worth.
2: That's awesome. And we had, we had Tom Weingarten on the show who runs uh, – he runs uh, social content for overtime. Oh, said, wow. said, said Said something really similar. He said, give me – you know, if, if there's a guy walking in there with an over-the-shoulder camera, it's going to be 5K, and it's going to be this beautiful shot from underneath the basket – and then there's a kid filming in the front row with a jiggly hand.
1: Yeah, and yeah. He's
2: like, give me that, give me that kid with the jiggly hand. Give me that front row yeah. video. Cause I know that's going to perform on social. That like, yeah. that's going to do better. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's really interesting. along those same lines. I want to ask you, cause you're someone who I, I think, especially with your writing background too, you can kind of see content from different ways. If you were, if someone were to put you in charge of like getting the most eyeballs on Let's say like you were running the Stanford football account and your 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 job was to get the most eyeballs on there. What would mm. be the steps that you would take? Like, what do you think would be the key points that you would want to hit on?
1: That is a good question that I should be prepared for in a job interview that I'm not. Um, <laughs> no, I, I would say, so This I think it comes down to personal preference at a certain point. Like, I feel like a lot of it has to do with like knowing your brand and knowing your voice. So Stanford, I think they definitely try to be like, I don't. I don't have a hand in their social strategy. I just produce stuff for them, but just knowing them and knowing as a fan and both a, a co-worker of the people, they try to be like very professional and like kind of match the vibe of the university as a whole, where it's like um, straight laced. Um, these are all kind of negative terms, but I don't mean them in a negative way. Um, but yeah, so I think if you were just gonna do sheerly eyeballs, obviously the way would be to like tweet some really really edgy stuff go after schools um like probably more of a humorous approach but I also don't think that would be good for Stanford as a brand or like as an account or as like a brand as a whole um and I think that's kind of like a growing dichotomy in sports like I do think there's a place for like humor and like if you're going simply just to get the most clicks like you could do it um but you also have to stay true to like the voice of your brand and like the Packers, for example, would be a great choice. Mm-hmm. I think the Chargers have much more affordances with, like, and much more freedom on their social than, like, the Packers do, for example, just based off fan base, just based off, like, the establishment of the team. I don't know if that makes sense, kind of rambling a little bit, uh, no, um, but I think just finding, like, the voice of your team, your brand, and staying true to it, um, as opposed to, like, putting clicks and engagement as number one, even though those do pay the bills Speaking for the department
2: speaking of that side of it is, is there like a bar school stanford account or like a like you know like a, a edgy stanford account
1: yeah okay. there is but no one no one would uh no one would like it or follow it or do anything with it um <laughs> and it just folded so like there's there's like <laughs> the student body does not care about sports i i just like i gotta be honest they just don't care about sports um and it sucks and it breaks my heart but like they just don't so yeah, that's one of the only things I don't love about my school. And I love a lot is that this, there's just not any engagement or passion for the student body.
2: That's, that's interesting. Cause I ran, I ran the Barstool, Nebraska account or helped run it. You know, oh, shout, really? shout out Yanni, uh, him and I were running, mm-hmm. we're running at Nettie. And, and the most fun part about it was that we were, Nebraska is a very established brand. Like you're talking yeah. about where it's very established, very clean cut, very like, and they gotta be that way. Cause it's all about tradition. Yeah. But because we were barstool scurs, we could poke fun at a lot of that. And that was the most fun position to be in is we could be those mm-hmm. assholes like saying stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah. and poking the bear a little bit. And yeah, like, exactly like you're talking about, like that dichotomy between the two is kind of what, what what can make it great. And also like, yeah, at Stanford, there's not really a place for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. But I do love that. That's, that sounds honestly like a dream job is getting to, <laughs> just <laughs> run an account like that with no consequences, no rules.
2: Zero, zero resources, but also zero rules. So that That's was true. Great. That's it was, it That's was true. great. Um, Kevin, we're terrible at ending these. So we end it with the quick question round. Uh, we've yet to find another sponsor. Um, David, did you pick one up? No. Okay, no. Yeah. So it's still open, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> any, any of our local Wichita businesses looking to, to sponsor? Yeah, there you go. There, <laughs> Kevin you go. Edwards. there you go. Uh let's just get into it though. Okay, person you'd most want to sit down to dinner with.
1: Uh I'll go Aaron Rodgers. Favorite city in the world. It's gotta be Wichita. It's gotta be Wichita. Love
2: it. Is it okay to sleep with socks on?
1: No, never. Ever. Favorite rom-com. I don't have any. I don't know if I've even watched one. I should. I'll I'll get on that for you guys. Awesome. <laughs> it
2: goes on, it's on brand. Uh best spot to eat in Wichita.
1: Freddy's steak burgers. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Favorite Stanford Cardinal ever? Christian McCaffrey.
2: Uh, In 40 years, what are people going to be nostalgic for?
0: I'll say old social media,
1: like the OG Facebook
0: Vine, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. One thing people don't understand about working
1: with a camera is? Probably how difficult it is.
2: What's the worst advice
1: you've ever been given? My dad basically told me not to do sports media. So probably that.
0: (laughs) In one sentence, how do you sum up the internet? Endless possibilities for
1: both good and bad.
2: George Kale's one flaw is Blake.
1: Got destroyed in the Rose Bowl by Stanford. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got <it>. him.
1: <laughs> when does
0: Stanford's next national title come, and in what sport?
1: I'm going basketball this year. You guys better watch out. We have a loaded team. Not actually. <laughs> that is <laughs> a gonna, hot take. <laughs> it's not actually going to happen, but I'm just going to put it into the universe, and we will see how it plays out.
2: That's, that's, that's a Nebraska football fan every year. Um, how much did you win your student president election by in high
1: school? They don't reveal those results, but I lo- I won the first three years. I lost my senior year by one vote.
0: <laughs> that's a go, – listen, go vote. Go, yeah, go exactly. vote. That's why go you vote. vote. Exactly. That's why you vote. That's why you play the game.
1: I would have been four in a row. <laughs>
0: This is a hypothetical. You, Kyle Gardner, and Mike Hunter get thrown onto a field and have fifteen minutes to shoot and edit two professional football players working out. Who's coming out with the best content?
1: I, I need to know how long their editing is. I'm a slow editor. I'm gonna go with Mike. Mike Hunter has probably. I'm gonna go with him. I think he. I think he probably has a lot of his stuff loaded up into presets. I feel like he's gonna bang one out and he's gonna. It's close. I'll put my stuff last place.
2: It's close. I, I, I All I thought about when I came up with that question was, I think KG's going to hang out and talk with the guys for at least the first yes. 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll put myself last. I'll, I'll do Mike. <laughs> shout,
2: shout out KG. Uh, <laughs> your go-to quarantine
1: snack? Trail mix, definitely.
0: Our last question, in 2030, you can catch Kevin Edwards
1: blank. Uh, I'll go him what he loves. I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be something I love.
2: There it is. Kevin, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. Where uh, where can people follow your journey?
1: Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Instagram, kev.edwards. Uh, Twitter, ketty44. Those are the, really the only two I'm on these days.
2: You're, t- you're like TikTok famous. I, do, I, do, I we just, did our research. For
1: that. You're a 100k. I just, <laughs> I just don't have the... I feel like I don't have the bandwidth for it right now. Damn, but yeah, too, I do... I, I do need to get back to it, but yes. I should. You're right.
2: 84 k is nothing nothing (laughs) okay we appreciate you coming on man thanks for uh thanks for having on the show
1: thank you guys for having me on i loved it